Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. You didn't see that, did you? No, I'm sitting here trying to post things. I guess I should uh, start the intro now. Today, no. Why? What happened? What did I miss? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, damn. Nothing. Oh, I'm gonna record. I've 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 been recording this for like 30 seconds, so I'll be able to go back and. Anyways, let's let let's start the show. <laughs> That's what I did. I, I keep moving my hand off camera because it, it's backwards. It confuses me. I, no. I can't get this down. Ladies, gentlemen, <laughs> children of all ages. Is the children part applying to us? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, uh, folks, we'll just say folks, welcome to the Cryptomaniac <laughs> podcast. Uh, the... Uh, Thank goodness it's the end of the week podcast. Um, the uh, oh my gosh, any more of Task and John on camera podcast, you guys will go nuts. Um, guys, we're gonna have some fun because I did a thing this week in Task. I think you're gonna enjoy the the, the little uh, segue into what we're doing here. This is the question and answer session, and um, <clears throat> we took a week off last week because two weeks ago we had a big focus on listeners and. Um, we talked about it on a couple Fridays ago. This week, I made this post. I said, hey, we're back. And then I did the crazy thing of going and asking people in listeners for questions. 26 questions later. Um, that, that's like four shows worth. Yeah. So, disclaimer, folks. Not sure if we'll be able to get through everything. We'll play it by ear. Um, <clears throat> I'll kind of judge how we're going halfway through the show, uh, but I'll just do I'll just do you know the first question that that got upvoted, and then we'll just go. We'll do it from there. But you guys showed up, and uh, thank you for giving us ammunition for potentially multiple shows. So pretty pretty cool use case for uh, listeners, sir. Uh, one of many, one of many. We we discussed last night after the episode we did for your CTP talk um, about some ideas. And uh, here's one to throw out to the peanut gallery. Uh, anybody who owns any or anybody who does any type of puts on any type of contests, maybe think about listeners to promote your contests and get people to enter and get people drawn over to what you're doing. Just uh, an idea. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. And I, I made the decision last night. I mentioned it in the CTP Telegram. Uh, I'm going to be powering down half of my rewards that I get for, for listeners. Uh, and I'm going to be giving those away. I'm going to be doing contests with the listeners that I'm earning. So um, basically, I don't like my name up 
near the top of the rich list. I feel really weird. <laughs> like uh, I, I want to spread it out more. Uh, I've been earning these and um, I, I want to reward more listeners, users and action takers that are reading these emails with instead of necessarily giving them hive rewards. How about giving them some listeners rewards? Because this seems to be quite a popular little token. So uh, that will be I started the power down last night. So uh, I'll be having a lot of listeners tokens in the next seven days here to dish out to the community. Just, so just so that. you're aware, that's Taskmaster 4450. If you want to send them over, I right. am willing to receive them. I don't have a problem being at the top of any rich, rich list. I don't have that issue. So if you want to put me at the top of the listener rich list, I'm more than happy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm sure I, Jay I, would take it too. He won't. He won't complain either. No, very, very true. Um, we uh, we will never have to worry about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, just uh, I want to, I want to, you know, get the t the token distributed more and 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 get different rewards out there. And um, so we're gonna do sense. that in seven days. So enough of that because we got a lot of stuff to get through today. Um, buckle up, folks. You guys again showed up, and um, let's just uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm gonna share the stream here. Share the. the the screen for the for the live viewers. If you're not, uh, if you're listening to the recording, trust me, I did share something. Uh, and it says, after two weeks, we're back. Uh, and um, we uh, just ask people, you know, give us your crypto questions, your blockchains, blockchain questions. And uh, man, you guys showed up. 26 comments. Look at that. Crazy. So let's get through them. We'll get through your questions. Hopefully, if we don't get through all of them, we'll have to break it up. We might have to do... Uh, a question every two weeks because <laughs> <clears throat> the listener showed up, man. Anyways, Aliente is up. This is Tom. He says, what is the best way to get fiat money into Hive? Which are the best cryptos to hold for use with Hive? Well, I use, I can't say what the best way. I use Coinbase. And I, Coinbase. I'll be honest with you, I don't do a lot of fiat to crypto. But when I do, I do Coinbase through block trades and I use Litecoin as my transaction uh, from Coinbase into block trades and then swap that out for Hive. But I don't do it that often. The fees uh, are a little excessive on block trades. I support block trades. Uh, but again, I'm not dealing with big amounts and I don't yeah. do it all that often. So there may be other other ideas out there now i don't understand the second part about the what what are tokens what are coins hold with <clears throat> yeah what's the best uh, crypto stuff i'm guessing maybe a, in, you know instead of hive like other tokens i mean it's if you're outside i mean i go with the you know everybody should have some bitcoin in spite of the fees i'm very optimistic about ethereum because uh, that's going to be a banker chain i believe um yeah. you know the other stuff i mean there's a lot of other stuff out there uh, you know those are my two main headliners outside of hive <clears throat> um you know within hive and and on the hive engine I, I mean come on there there's a lot of good stuff you got all the dividend tokens you got you know now use case for ctp as we've been discussing uh obviously i'm very high on leo you can even go with Cub as an extension of that. I, I mean, there's just a lot of different ways to go. To try to yeah. narrow that down is impossible, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, just following up uh, what you said, that that's that's my route into Hive too. Now, I haven't done a lot of that recently, but I did do it a lot 
more in past months and years. It was always Coinbase to block trades. That was the that was the more straightforward way. Um, and then Litecoin doing it because it's very low fees and pretty quick. So that was always my way of doing it. Um, and it seems to be the standard fare for a lot of people too. So good question. Good question. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. C-Pol is up. Thank you for having this space for us to ask questions. My question is related to Hive Engine. Is there... Uh, there has a reward section where you can claim some tribe tokens. My first question is, what does this differ in the way that you can redeem tokens from the Peak D wallet? Another related question is, I claim most of my tokens daily from the section and Hive Engine menu, except for Spaco and some others. They seem to keep accumulating in there, but I can't find a way to claim them. I've tried everything, one by one, once at all, leaving them there for a couple of days without claiming any token. Nothing works. I've already checked out uh, and it isn't the ones I got staked, by the way. I also checked that if I could do it with tribal decks, but no luck. Thanks very much. So I know exactly uh, what Seapole is referring to. There's a few tokens I've got that have been in my Hive Engine rewards claim wallet for months. And I'm thinking those tokens didn't like get created yet or something. I'm not totally sure. But that I've seen. I don't know if you you you're familiar with that task or not. But there's a few tokens that you just can't claim no matter what you do. I honestly don't pay enough attention because I, I just let Hive Engine do the auto claim, so I don't right. even really go claim the rewards anymore since they implemented that feature. Yeah, it's it's there's just some tokens that just don't seem to be working properly at all. Um, and I, I, I know what Seapool is talking about. The other part of the question there, I think the best thing to do is maybe maybe go make it known in, in the Hive Engine Discord just to let them know that you're having issues. I'm pretty sure they're just going to tell you that the, the, the token is kind of null and void and doesn't work because I've, I've seen this for months now where tokens just sit in my claim reward and they never get claimed. The other part of the question is what's the difference? Well, you claim the rewards for the Hive-based stuff Inside of Peak D, I'm not sure if Peak D you can claim the Hive Engine tokens or not. I know no, you can I don't use them. Can. Yeah, so Hive Engine is for claiming Hive mm -hmm. Engine stuff, which is layer two, and then Peak D will be the layer one stuff like Hive and HPD and your Hive Power or so, Hive Blog. You can use Hive Blog too. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Good question though. Thank you. Appreciate it. Buzz Goblins up. How did this is a good question? I saw this and I was, I was like, this is going to be ta right up Tasks Alley here. So. How do we create value from thin air? I mean, if a set amount of rewards are distributed every day, how are we not going to cause inflation in hive price? Well, because it's like anything. It's it's the elasticity of money. And if you have a 7% hive inflation rate, which I think that's what we're at now, 7, 7.5%, 7 something like that. But you have 25% growth. Um you know, you're spreading, you're spreading your new tokens over more users. Right. So, and then you, you take that with the fact that there's more use cases deep being developed, more places where you can utilize Hive, more ways that Hive can be spent. Plus with staking, you're locking up, you potentially could be locking up more tokens that are out uh, freely floating. So, don't be afraid of inflation. I mean, what what people 
and I don't want to go into a, a big long diatribe about this, but the traditional economic or the classical economic definition of inflation is Milton Freeman, it's always an exclusively a monetary phenomenon. So that means price increases are not necessarily inflation. That's kind of become the contemporary definition. Any increase in price, they just call inflation, whether it's due to monetary uh, policy or, or something else. But you need in times when uh, money is in demand, you need an expanding money supply to meet that demand. So obviously, if you have a project that like, let's say, deep porn that is pretty much dead, uh, there's no demand for for the token. But right. if you have something like uh, Cardano or you have something like uh, Solana or you have even Ethereum, you know, these tokens are in demand because there's activity, there's users, there's more wallets, there's more people wanting to get the tokens. And I, 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 I put this in a comment. This was a conversation about two years ago. Cal and I had after he set up Leo Finance and actually found out what the true uh, rate was, which was over 20%. And he's like, we got to cut this in half. I'm like, no, you solve a 20% inflation problem by getting 125% growth. And if mm -hmm. you look at the charts from the, the growth charts from, middle of last year when leo took off it was no surprise that the dollar went up or the the price went up over a dollar you got a liquidity liquidity crisis in spite of the inflation because you know they went from 40 users to like a thousand users right. um, yeah. you know it's just like we were talking about with ctp you 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 get listeners with a hundred thousand people i don't care how many ctp are out there you got a liquidity crisis right. um I don't care what your inflation rate is. You could have a 200% inflation rate annually. It's going to be eaten up because <laughs> to get to 100,000, you got a growth rate of like 60,000% or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the network effect. That's that's how you create value is activity, people doing stuff, people wanting to be involved and people looking to transact. I mean, the yeah. greatest network effect in the monetary system is the U.S. dollar. I mean, you got 320 million Americans, plus you got all almost all international transactions using the dollar. Mm -hmm. That's a tremendous network effect. Yep. Yep. Good question. Chappelle says um, that they have the same question as Seapool. All of these tokens accumulate in rewards, but can't be claimed. Uh, vibes too. That's actually the one that I have a bunch that I've never been able to claim but they unlock from time to time. Should we do something on our side? Yeah, the, what I would do is is definitely go to the Hive Engine Discord and just let them know about it. They might be able to give you an official reason why. Uh, I'm just speculating, but again, I think it's just m mainly because I think the tokens didn't issue properly. Uh, there might be an issue like with that. They found a loophole to get around and maybe tried to scam to create a token or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, I've noticed this too. So I would say if what if you're looking on something you can do, def definitely try the Hive Engine Discord and uh, go and pop around there and see if they can help or give you some good feedback on it. So there you go. Good question. W. Doug Watson. 
We could use listeners to spread the word on important DHF proposals or job openings within the community on Hive or on other chains. It could be used to drive hype for an IDO or project announcements. Do you plan on changing your target market in light of the new ways listeners is being used and could be used in the future? Um, Absolutely. So this is one of the things Blaine and I and, and anybody that's been in the affiliate marketing world for any amount of time. One of the pet peeves that we've had since day one is the market has always seemed to attract the get rich in 20 days or less crowd. And it's a problem because most people really don't want to read that. They don't want to learn about it. They don't want to hear about it. There's there's someone trying to get someone something on over on someone every single day online. There's always someone trying to sell something bigger and better to someone. So what happens when you open it up and you have different markets and you have different use cases for this stuff? You expand the horizon of of tools like this. So now it's not just the make money online crowd using this. You've got crypto projects using it. You've got bloggers using it. You've got content creators using it. You've got uh, you know people looking for jobs, you know, or or a proposal that they're trying to get through. Like there's so many different ways to use this. That's what we're gunning for. It's one of the the things we've always tried to do in the industry, and why I always beat like on you know my drums on top of a mountain for all to hear. Like, don't do what everyone else is doing, because everyone's out there promoting the get rich in twenty days or less schemes and scams. Don't do that. Do something different. So yes, uh, we want to expand that market, and we want to see it grow into other industries. There you go. Good question. Everything good, Task? All right. You just, yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. you nailed what? it. I mean, it's ta da. Perfect. Guess who's up next? Jay Fang. Guess what he wants to know? Just wondering what Taskmaster is doing with his Chaos Legion packs. I want to, I know he has some things like X Chaos. So I was wondering. If he plans on hodling them or opening them up, I I'd love to see him open some up and do a video about it. I think that'd be great content, and I'm here for it. But task, what what do you plan on doing with your? I'm hodling unopened okay. chaos packs two years from now. See where they stand. There's your answer, Jay Fang. Sorry, I tried to get him to like open some packs live on air, and he just went I, well. That's the other problem. I can't figure out how to fucking do that. That's why I make videos I, just with my face. If I could figure out how, I'd, I'd make more interesting videos if I knew how to bring up my screen on my computer. But I'm not that adept. So the the, the headshot videos, right? This that, is, that's yeah. all I know how to do. So, yeah. yeah. You know, if I if I if I could put if I could put my face on the corner and then you know put. it put a screenshot i could do charts and go through articles that'd be kind of neat but i'm not that advanced wow. <clears throat> commented to learn so if somebody knows how to do it just dm me and, you know if you have a simple way to do it then let me know restream you do it here yeah. okay fiber frow is up how do you choose among all the games that are out there? For me, gaming is not a big interest, but music is. So I add a little rising star to the edges of my daily routine. Do you pick based on fun rewards or the team behind the game? It's an interesting question. Well, I'm not much of a gamer. I mean, I, I, 
I have a little bit of Splinterland stuff I've invested in. I invested fairly heavily into Exode, uh, which is uh, obviously investing in the person behind it, Lindos, who we've had on a few times. So uh, that is is something different than playing. Um, I think it, it all starts with what interests you. Uh, I mean, you're looking at Decrops, you're looking at Rising Star, you're looking at uh, Crypto Brewmaster. Uh, I mean, there's I think he's a lot gone. Of what I think, I think he's gone. I think he left Hive. Crypto, he might have. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it's uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do, uh, and there's more coming. Um, you know, I, I think, I think with gaming, you have to have the interest. The, the, the play to earn is wonderful, but if you don't have the interest, the play to earn isn't going to keep your attention. I wouldn't think unless it's just such a fantastic moneymaker. And then usually you have investment opportunities if you want to use the money-making capability. So, uh, I mean, I would say interest is probably the first thing. And, you know, if you like doing something and it's easy and you just press a couple buttons each day, um, you know, hey, nothing wrong with collecting a few NFTs or a few few in-game tokens or whatever. Yeah, for me, it was <clears throat> like, I'm, I'll be brutally honest with you. And I know this might be, you know, you know, cutting my legs off before I'm even running, but I've never looked at anything outside of the Hive ecosystem. Uh, maybe I'm just a fanboy. Maybe I've got my blinders on, whatever. I learned a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away that if you don't focus, you can go crazy. So my focus for the past four and a half years now has been Hive, and that's where I want to be. So, the big check mark for me is is it on hive um you know i'm not saying i won't use other games or stuff like that but i want to grow my hive stake so how can i do that if there's a play to earn element um all of these tokens are tied to the swap hive on hive engine and i can trade for them so that's one thing for me the second thing though and especially specifically for something like like splinterlands i understood finally even though i joined it on day one but i understood the collectability of the nfts about a year and a half ago that's something clicked inside me where i was like oh i get it you know going from a background of growing up and collecting baseball and hockey cards and basketball and football cards and going oh wait a minute i get it i collect these things there's only a limited amount ah that's what got me into it so the collectability the investment and then came the gameplay for me but a lot of people are addicted to the gameplay because they're into the cards, Magic the Gathering and, and Hearthstone and all these, you know, uh, RPG type card games. But for me, it was investing first and collectability. So that's the thing. If they're NFT based games, it's collect it's a collectability thing, too. So but hopefully that helps. Fiber for Al. Thank you for the question. We're just flying through them. Huh? We're, we're, we're good at this. <clears throat> we got this. Harrington's up. What happens when a card is locked in Splinterlands? So that's a good question, especially for the use cases, Splinterlands. They were having issues probably six months to maybe three quarters of a year ago. Has anyone ever said that three quarters of a year ago? How about eight, nine months ago? How about we say that? Uh, Where people were getting their accounts hacked and just taking the cards and dumping them to another account. And then the account didn't have the card. So what the Splinterlands team did is they, they gave you the ability to lock the card. So if you lock your card, you can set it between 1 to 30 days. 
um, of a power down. So basically that card cannot be transferred. It cannot be sold. It cannot be rented. It, can, it, it Well, it can be rented, excuse me. It can't be sold or transferred for the set time that you lock it for. So a lot of people with these very, very valuable cards have locked the cards. So if you're if you're trying to sell cards on the market, obviously you're not going to lock them. But let's say you have a nice gold foil legendary. It's worth a couple hundred bucks. You want to lock it because this is something you're going to hold. You lock it for 14 days, let's say. That card cannot be transferred or sold for 14 days until you un until you unlock it and it takes the power down time um, to, to get it to be able to be liquid again. So it's just it's a safety precaution for people's assets inside of Splinterlands. Uh, all of my major cards I've locked, uh, and um, I, I do that as a protection thing, but also I have no plans on selling any of these anytime soon. So, yeah. And and Task has got all of his cards locked as well. <laughs> you, you mentioned a, a gold foil legendary worth a couple hundred bucks. If you add all my cards together, they're not a couple hundred bucks, so. Or we'll, we'll, my, my we'll get we'll get you one day, man. We'll get you one day. Good question, O'Harrington. Appreciate it. David Armstrong is up. He says, "Do you know when the Speak Network and Rad Ragnarok airdrops will be available from that snapshot that took place in January? Is there any other airdrops that we should be made aware of?" Well, the the Project Blank airdrop will come at some point. The Polycup airdrop will come before then. Uh, Ragnarok, I have no idea. Uh, Speak Network is delayed probably about a month because I think from what I heard, it's going to take place on Deluxe. Uh, there was some problems on Peer Play, so it's going on Deluxe, but Deluxe has to build out that aspect of the platform. So it initially was going to be in February at some point, but now they say it's delayed 30 days or might be an official announcement some point soon. This was on a CTT episode mm -hmm. with Matt and uh, Dan, so that that's where I'm getting that from. So it's it's straight from the horse's mouth. But I'd look March, maybe April on the uh, the uh, speak, and no no clue on the Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean they they said that it wouldn't be the game wouldn't be released till probably next year. So you know I'd assume six months you know no yeah well there's there's going to be a test net which will be pretty uh uh playable from what i understand and uh they'll have rewards and stuff there so maybe as the test net gets closer they'll do the airdrop i, I who knows mm -hmm. it's to, to be announced i guess Hope that helps, David. Thank you for the question. Uh, we have an amazing question here from Taskmaster4450LE. I'm not even saying a thing. He says, what age did you start losing your hair? Whatever possessed you to do a show with a short, bald dude in sunglasses? Does that make you feel better about yourself being next to him? Do you just want to Are you, you, you going to skip it for the sake of time? Uh, well, we don't. No, have time I, didn't, to go. I didn't know you were short. I, I I didn't know you're short. Are you short? Yeah, really? I'm short. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, uh, no, definitely doesn't make me feel better about myself. Uh, but uh, I do want a pair of those sunglasses. That's my my 
my Christmas gift this year. Uh, anyone wants to buy something, you can give me some sunglasses so I can, you know, resemble the man here. So thank, thank you for the question, Taskmaster four four five zero L E. Appreciate it. Cyber Crypto says, what are some of the strongest DeFi projects to invest in with a good future? Um, I mean, I know what Task is to say. I'm going to say the same thing. For me, it's Cub Finance because I'm an idiot and I don't stray too far away from home. I mean, it's, you know, there's thousands of things out there. I mean, it's where do you want to go? I mean, HBD is good for me. Uh, yeah, Cub Finance. I mean, a lot of people are having uh, a, a great time with um, what what Gerber put together. Uh, what, what, what's that project? Uh, B-Swap or B, B, uh, B, yeah, B-Swap? B B. Yeah, something like yeah. that. So. You know, and, and uh, I don't pay much attention, but the diesel pools on uh, tribal decks uh, yeah. could be good. I mean, it's, you know, again, yes, these open questions. I mean, we're, we're, first off, we're the wrong guys to, to ask that because as, I'm like, John, I don't, other than curiosity glances out there, I don't know much that that's outside of Hive. I just yeah. I don't pay attention to what's being built on BSC and Solana and any of those i i don't pay attention uh if you want watch the leo roundtable they you know which i guess the ama and roundtable are together uh neil and 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 uh cal and and cat uh they they monitor all that stuff and invest in all that stuff so they're probably your go-to people on that type of stuff yeah I, I'm very very similar to what you just said i mean i i have my blinders on it's it's hive you know, like a few of the DeFi tribal, you know, the diesel pools that I'm in. Um, uh, there's a pool on tribal decks that I'm in for uh, DEC, for the S SPS. Um, so providing liquidity for for um, uh, Splinterlands. I get some rewards every day for that. Helps my airdrop. Um, HBD, obviously, even though that's not, well, I guess it's the DeFi. It's decentralized finance. It is, but it's not like, you know, massive returns. You're still getting 12%. Uh, Cub, still around the 40, 50%. So those are the projects I'm in. Uh, I really don't stray too far from home when it comes to that, mostly because I freaking hate Ethereum and I hate using MetaMask. So anytime I don't need to use that crap, the better. Even though I do use it for Cub Finance, it still feels like I'm pulling my fingernails out when I'm using it. But yeah, it's, it's, hive or bust for me thanks for the question thanks for the question appreciate it at home with craig says i started with splinterlands and never got into it now i have missed the bus i have a lot of cards that don't seem to be worth much and have much and don't have much power any suggestions um yeah well i i do watch tuesday's show we got neil mcspadden talking about the investment opportunities in splinterland so that may question. actually that actually is probably a good question or a good type question john to to pose to him yeah yeah for sure so on tuesday so this tuesday the first of february um we got neil mcspadden who's one of the heavier investors in splinterlands on the investment side of things uh and uh, he'll definitely be answering questions like that for me personally i'd say focus on chaos legion uh, it's the cheapest. Uh, you're definitely not, you definitely haven't missed the bus because it still hasn't even hit critical mass. In my opinion, uh, they're still selling packs like crazy. They're still selling. There's still $120,000 being sold worth of cards on the market every day. 
you, you, like a lot of these new players didn't get in on the alpha, the beta, the untamed, the dice. So what are they? I go against these guys that have got 100, 200,000 collection power. Where do they have it? They have it all from Chaos Legion. So you can build your decks now and you can get really good cards in the game right now on Chaos Legion. Um, so you can build your deck up there uh, pretty easily. So, but yeah, I definitely, definitely check out the show on, on Tuesday. Cause Neil will definitely have some much more in-depth answers to that. But I'd say definitely look into chaos Legion too. Cat 90 says, which high engine tokens are interesting to invest in at the moment? CTP. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> Just <laughs> Leo. I mean, yep. it, again, I mean, you're all asking the same questions and it's like, you know, John and I, even though we focus on it, I don't know all those tokens on Hive Engine. I, I just know the projects that I'm active in. Um, you know, I was supportive of CTP. Now I'm more active in CTP because listeners brings a wonderful, in my opinion, a wonderful use case to the table and also provides a, a platform a new tool to the Hive ecosystem that I think is very valuable. I've been a, a loyal and big contributor to Leo Finance because I believe in the long-term vision. I have other investments in Seed and Index and Bro, um, you know, that are providing passive opportunities, LBI, um, and some of those I'm active in, SPI. But, you know, what are you active in? I mean, they, forget the investment, the passive opportunity. Good point. Good point. What are you active in? If you find something you're active in and you believe in the long-term potential, put your efforts and your money there. Now, you can take some flyers. You can take some roll of the dice money. You can take and diversify. You can do all that stuff. But your main holding should be where your activity is. Yeah. Um, so lately I've been, you know, I told John before the show, I bought, you know, a few listeners last night. You know, that's where my activity now for the, the near term is focused. I'm, I'm doing some listener stuff in addition to Leo. So I'm, I'm adding to my stake there. You know, where your eyes go, that's where your wallet should follow, in my opinion. Not saying you can't invest in our things and get yourself some LBI or some index or some bro or whatever interests you. Get some B if you think a uh, uh, high engine will be big. I mean, get, you know, whatever interests you. But you know, you, you have the ability to improve your returns or the value of your holdings through your activity. So if you're if you're putting your activity in one place, you're putting your money in another place. You're kind of not helping yourself, in my opinion. Yeah. Just my thoughts. Yeah, that's that's where it comes to use case. Right. I mean, that's part of the, my golden three rules for getting into a crypto project and, and use case is big. So if you find yourself using something each and every day, take a look. Um, you know, if you're if you're using um, an org militia, just said BXT. And that's that's the B swap one. If yeah. you're using that all the time, you're in the DeFi pools. That's a great token to get into. Look into it. Um, you know, I mean, this this is this is the thing is is a lot of times people I think in crypto are looking for the return, which is fine. But what happens when the price goes down to to to, to pennies? Are you still going to be using the token? Yes, that's something to look into. No, you're just in it for the money. That's probably something you're just taking a flyer on. So that's why we're big on Hive because whatever the price of Hive is, we're still going to be using it every day. So well, and, yeah. and the other thing, if I could add to it. 
is everything or most everything's providing a return. Okay, yeah. you can go chase max return and go into something that pays 10,000%. Or you could go into something very safe like HBD that pays 12%. But most things, if you stake, are providing some type of return. There's some type Absolutely. of ability. So, you know, there's going to be the return. But like you said, in the bear markets, are you still filling your bags with that stuff? Uh, that's a question. And, of course, the greatest way to offset uh, the bear market and to dollar cost average is to be active and get the tokens for free to earn them. You know, that, that that's the way the dollar cost average is put in new tokens at the price of zero. Effort cost average. Effort, yeah. yeah. Sweat, sweat equity, they call it. Yeah. Good point. Good question, though. Thank you for that. Uh, Yek. Yak Ingo one, I apologize if I destroyed that name. Says, who are some of the key people to follow on Hive that have clear ideas of where this chain is moving? Before Task even answers this, I'm going to tell you guys my go-to. You know, this was these were the people. There, there was three people on the blockchains forever and ever and ever that I made sure I read, watched, and engaged with their con content over the years. Now, one of them. He's still here on Splinterlands, but doesn't post anymore. So my three from from for, for years and years and years, they call me Dan. I always, he's a, one of the smartest guys out there. He knows his stuff. He has a vision for this. He's a big believer in it, where the chain is going with the potential. I follow him, always listen to his videos and stuff all the time. My co-host right now, Taskmaster, one of the first guys I kind of started watching how he was writing. So it's not just the bald head. He's actually got really good ideas. Uh, and then the third guy I listened to, and it's a freaking shame that he's not around anymore because his content was like, it was a tradition for me before I went to bed because he was in the Netherlands. So he would post his content right in the morning. It would be late at night for me. So I'd always get fired up. Uh, and that was exile. So I followed these three guys for years and years and years. And it was my must follows. A lot of the other guys talk very technical and there's people out there that are super smart, uh, but they, they speak in an alien language to me. These three guys spoke like everyday dudes. I understood it. I saw the passion that helped me really believe in hive, um, you know, through the bear market. So that would be my three go to but exile again isn't here anymore posting so but he is still playing the game of splinter Lane. is he i didn't realize that yeah he's still he's still there yeah yeah that's good yeah i so. i mean it, it's there there's a lot of good people like you said it's a technical i think block trades is an account that you want to follow yes it's technical but he does a pretty good job about not killing you with the technical stuff and that's just good to see where the core development team is. Uh, also, uh, get on the YouTube channel. They post it uh, every two weeks. I mean, they're not religious about their 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 timelines, but every couple of weeks they have um, uh, a developer call, and Hoo's on there, and Block Trades, and Gandalf, and and all of them. Uh, you know, it's usually about twenty. 30, 40 minutes, something like that, that they just give you updates. And that gives you tidbits of what's going on. And um, 
you know, that then just a lot of it now is what's going on with the tribe. So what's going on with Leo Finance? What's going on with the CTP account? Because that's where you get announcements and things of that nature usually coming out or, you know, John will post stuff about CTP out of his personal account. Cal does it out of his personal account about Leo Finance. Uh, you know, Marky doesn't post all the time about it, but that's a good account, Marky Mark, to have on your uh, follow list because, you know, occasionally he'll throw up stuff there that he'll take a look at and analyze stuff. And he's very, very knowledgeable about what's going on. Um, then, of course, you got aggroed with the Splinterlands account, uh, you know, both his personal and the Splinterlands account. So, you know, these days there's a lot of people to follow because you got a lot of different tribes. Lots of stuff uh, going on. And a lot of different stuff going on. It's not all Hive or base layer stuff with Hive. Uh, for what's going on with Hive, I talk about it. I analyze it. Uh, they call me Dan, talks about it. Starkers, but he doesn't post. He, he just lets Dan do everything. Um, you know, there's not a lot of people, I, I don't think really, who just look at the ecosystem and, and just focus upon that. They, they just focus on, you know, whatever their flavor is. And, you know, there are some developers, but it, the developers, uh, talk about their own projects, which is fine. Right. I mean, you need to know about that. And, um, you know, it's very important when Yabba Matt puts out a, a post, which is infrequent, but when he puts out a post, it, it carries a lot of weight. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he's the one developing Splinterland. So, yeah, you know, you just a lot of the development now is at the layer two. Uh, Addicted is another one. He talks uh, occasionally about what's going on. He'll talk about the tokenomics of Hive or certain things like that. So that's always a good account to follow. He, he does a lot more stuff about crypto in general, which if you're inter interested in that, he'll compare a lot of different things with crypto across the board. And. So he's a wonderful resource for that. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, the, those are, uh, you know, we're, we're getting to the point now where it's the individual projects and, you know, what's going on with each each project. And if you have an interest, follow the core team members and follow whatever the official account is. So like yeah. Exo, you know, follow with Lindos. That's very important. Uh CyberX, follow that account if you're interested in that. There's a gaming one that I think is very interesting. I bought a couple hundred thousand of the LVL tokens for whatever reason. So, and John, that might be a shooter game for you. So, yes, I saw. Yes, yes, the the first person shooter. That's interesting. That's a big project. So for sure. Yeah, and you know, some of the witnesses, Hoo has been posting lately about some of his stuff. So there's another uh, core developer that's good to follow. Archange. Uh, granted, you get all the updates of of the stats each day, but you know he's behind the the hash and he posts on that. It's a little technical, but again, I go into this stuff even though I don't understand ninety five percent of it. Hmm. If I can pick one thing up out of it that pushes my knowledge forward, and a lot of times I'll get more knowledge going through the, the comments and see what they explain or answer in the comments, uh, you know, it's worth reading. Yeah. There you go. Very good suggestions. Thank you for the question, too. iJats up. He says, are you seeing any crypto tokens that have fallen below their intrinsic value? Uh, and then I guess he's referring to Splinterlands. Cards are still around two times their burn value. So have you seen any tokens that have definitely fallen way 
below what you think they should be? I mean, for yeah, me, all, a lot five. of, them. I mean, it, yeah, you know, Leo finance is way down below. Leo's way down below where I think it should be. Um, mm. yeah, again, you, you guys are going into the same thing. John and I don't aren't market specialists. We don't care to do it. I've traded before. I've, I've, I can read charts. I've, I've done charting. Uh, I've also blown up two trading accounts. So I've established rules and broken all the rules. Trading's just not for me. So again, I mean, I go into where my eyes are going. Where am I focusing? Was it a smart move to, to buy some listeners last night? You could debate that, but that's where my attention is now. So, I mean, I'm supporting the project. I'm going into the project. I keep adding my CTP. I keep at, staking all my Leo. Um, you know, it's like if you just keep adding to what you're involved in, whether it's high, whether it's low, who knows? And and if you do have a project you're involved in and something that you, let's say Leo. I mean, why is my Leo account so big? One of the reasons is when Leo was down at about four cents, I was buying it by the bucket load. I was buying, I don't even remember, I was buying it in like 10,000 or five or 10,000 uh, lot blocks. And I was doing that like yeah. every couple of days. Um, you know, it, it's if you do that when the price is hammered and you believe in the project long term, that's the thing. Are you optimistic about the project and the people behind it? If so, don't look at the token, look at the project. Like you mentioned, use case, look at the development, look at the potential, look at the growth. Then that's something you, you go all in on. And the yeah. Splinterlands people who did that have been well rewarded because mm -hmm. obviously they believed in what Agro was doing. They believed in what Matt was doing. They believed in the, the per, forward progress of this project and for a couple of years it didn't do much it didn't get much recognition but they kept building developing expanding kept communicating and then it clicked yeah that's what we're all looking for the next splinter lands yeah it's it's when everyone's looking this way you look the other way and and that's uh that's something raymond from bro fun used to say all the time like when everyone is selling and everyone is talking about something that's really hypey hypey look at the stuff that goes overlooked and for me it's always going to be hive um hive continues to be like the ugly duckling of crypto so it i think it's undervalued at five bucks a token so anytime when it's sub a dollar i'm smiling from ear to ear so Good question. Thank you. Uh, Don Pappy is up. How much hive power do we need to activate the curation rewards? Uh, does it change when hive price goes up and down? It's a good question. I, I honestly don't know what the uh, level is. I mean, you, you got to get above. I think it's like a hundred to like start seeing any type of. I don't even know. Do you, I? Do you have to get? I think the dust is only on author rewards. Is that on curation too? I'm, I'm no, you no, you you you'd get some curation rewards. Um, but I think that before it it's sizable, it's at least about a hundred hive power. I yeah, think. I mean it's like it's, this is this is something Nathan Mars did with me years ago, and and something that I what, what spearheaded a lot of the projects I started over the years. He said that you need to put some skin in the game and then have a goal where you need to get to. 
And it doesn't need to be 100,000 hive power. Everyone would like 100,000 hive power. I'd love to get another 100,000 hive power. That'd be great. But what's more achievable? 1,000 hive power. Set that goal. I want to get 1,000 hive power. What do I need to do to get 1,000 hive power a day? Well, if I'm getting one to two hive a day, that tells me that it'll take me about a year or two to get to 1,000. How do I bump that up? How do I learn to make five hive a day? Now you've cut the time down. So set a goal that's realistic, that pushes yourself. But I would say everyone on Hive should shoot for at least, and this was this was the old Steam thing, so you'd get your stupid little slider on Steam it. 500. 500, remember? You needed 500 Steam power to get your stupid little slider. I'd say shoot for 500. If you're just starting, see what are the things you can do on chain to get to at least 500 to start then get to a thousand, then to get to 2,500, then to get to 5,000. And all of a sudden you're, you're a dolphin. That's how you do it. Instead of going, Oh, I'm going to get a hundred thousand overnight. I mean, like task and I didn't get a hundred thousand, almost 200,000 overnight. It took four or five years of showing up every day. But if we would have said, Oh, we, we want to get this overnight. We would have given up because it was, it was unachievable. It was not achievable unless we had money to do it. Right. Then you're buying in, but a lot of it is sweat equity. So set the goal, keep it achievable, and you'll hit it. My, my recommendation, if you're going through this mental masturbation, uh, and that's really what it is, you have to do, you have to go through the mental exercise to keep yourself motivated. Wherever you're, if your account is very small, try to double it. So if you have 10 high power, try to get to 20. If you have 20, 10, 20 Leo power, get to 40. And once you double it, then look to double it again and just keep looking at doubling your account. And obviously you're going to get to a point where you get 500 high power. Well, you go to double it again, but that may take you a little longer than going from 10 to 20. But the point is, is you're still looking at those increments. And as I, I put together in a post, your influence proportionally speaking is growing because John and I can't, double our high power. I mean, not not very quickly. It's going to take years and years and years because it took years and years and years to get to this point. But if you can go from 10 to 20, right. you're, you just doubled your account. And if you go from 10 to 20 to 40 or 10 to 20 to 40 to 80, you 8x your account. You can do that in a month. Yeah. You know, John, good luck 8x in your account. Yeah, I mean, right. good luck 8x in my account. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, and that's the thing. And, you know, it's very difficult in the beginning and it's a trickle and, you know, but it's like, I'll give you a little mental masturbation that I had last night. I was getting listeners. I was getting point, about 0.04 listeners a day. And they were growing. And, you know, so my last bout was like 0.045. I went and bought some listeners. Today I got 0. 0.42. Hmm. So, you know, I went from two, two listeners to 20 listeners or 22 or 25, whatever I got. So I about 10x my holding. Uh, you know, granted, I did buy it, but now my payout's 10x. So I'm growing about a little less than half a listener today. And that'll keep growing as, as it compounds. And I'll probably buy some more and add some more. And so I could take my listeners account. I mean, I went in 10 x it overnight without a significant investment. Hmm. Um, if you're not investing, it's a little more effort. But as, as I said on last night's show, uh, what the hell did I get? I got like, 
what I what I say I got uh, like a, a fifty or twenty five percent return in two weeks. Right, right, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, it it was going to be a six hundred percent return just from what I got airdropped or or because I staked the CTP. That's the stuff you do. Look at the percentage of your account and look to double it. If it's very small, it's not that difficult to do. It might take you a few weeks, might take you a month, but you get there and you say, hey, I went from 10 to 20. I doubled my account. Now let's go from 20 to 40. And hopefully that'll be a little quicker till you get to the point in time um, where it gets kind of difficult to do. Um, but then if you have 500 and you say, can I grow this account 10% yeah. the next month or the next two months? And then you end up and you look at this stuff at the end of the year and you, you're like, I grew my my account a thousand percent. Well, you keep doing that for 10 years, you're going to be very wealthy. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's it, the, the snowball starts happening for sure. You just got to kind of push it a little bit to get over the hill. So. Yep. Rick is up and it's his uh, it's his weekly Bitcoin question. <laughs> better to know after this relationship that hive accompanied bitcoin with a rise which could reach its maximum regarding bitcoin uh will we see it above 70k this year i, I have no idea I, I get to be brutally honest with you i don't give a rat's behind what bitcoin does i whatever bitcoin's gonna do it's gonna do I don't look at the the like the only time I look at the price of any crypto is literally when I'm in going into my wallet on peak D to claim my rewards. And then oh look it's red or green and hive. Like that I don't go to CoinGecko. Uh I, I like crypto Twitter is 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 obsessed with every $1000 Bitcoin goes up or down. It's just it's wasted energy to me. Again, can you use it? Is there community? Does it have development? Yes. Okay. Then just sit on it or use the token. Uh, but, you know, predicting where prices of this stuff is going to be, I, I, you know, throw throw something against the wall and see what sticks. I have no idea. I don't know. Could or could not. Who knows? I, I have no idea. I, I, I would say it's not out of reason, but. Mm. We could be wrong. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. Mm. Kathy Wood yeah. and Ark uh, just released their report. They say by 2030, a million dollars. So if they're correct, who gives a crap where it is at the end of 2022? Just look at 2030. And yeah. You'll be okay. Yeah, that's why, you know, when someone says, what are some of the cryptos you should get into other than Hive? Have a little bit of Bitcoin. Just dollar cost average into it. Don't over overbuy. Don't go crazy. Just... Slow and steady. And if you're looking at long-term, 2030, you still got eight years, man. <laughs> you still got eight years to accumulate. Then you look at it. So, there you go. Thank you for the question. Edric is up. My question is, in the is the crypto market oversold? If so, are we reaching uh, the end of the worst or could it stabilize and begin, it, sorry, and begin to consolidate to the bullish side? Yes. To sure. All. Yes. <laughs> Pull out a quarter and flip it. I, I mean, again, mm. who knows? It could do any of it. Bitcoin could go down to twenty thousand. It could stay between thirty and forty thousand for six months, or this weekend it could start heading up and and send all time high. I, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I th I think a lot of it had to do with the NFTs and the and the and the a lot of people getting into the hype. 
uh, which which obviously skyrockets the price of Ethereum. Um, and you know, is it oversold? I guess. I mean, a lot of that is 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 flashy dashy stuff. Not saying NFTs overall. NFTs overall are fantastic or are, are fantastic things and are going to be here forever and ever. But you know, the the hype was there. And whenever there's the, whenever whenever you have Paris Hilton <laughs> sitting on a talk show talking about giving away NFTs to everyone like she's Oprah Winfrey, I mean, you just you, you kind of look at that and you go, oh, okay, you know, the masses are kind of learning about this. Maybe I should just you know, not financial advice here, but you know, I'm just you know, anywho, yeah. Lisa is up. She says, what? are we really doing when we take control of our crypto by taking it off the exchanges like Coinbase? I'm kind of confused by what this really means. Are we storing the keys on a cold storage device? If so, where is our crypto if it's not on the exchanges? Ah, that, when you understand that, that's that's one of the first things I learned about when I got into crypto, the cold wallet storage. I don't know about you, Tass, but that was one of the things I was like fascinated with like, you know, the, the, you know, the paper wallets and things like mm. that. Like that was I, so I have, exciting. I have Bitcoin me. in a paper wallet. It was so exciting to me. Right. It, it, it's so now listen, your cryptocurrency is always on the blockchain. So your Bitcoin's always on Bitcoin blockchain. Your hive's always on hot blockchain. It's access through the keys. Now, when you have right. cryptocurrency on an exchange, you don't have the keys. The exchange does. If you put it in a Tensor wallet, uh, a Trezor wallet, how do you guys say that? Trezor wallet. Trezor, Trezor wallet, or if you put it in a cold storage wallet, uh, which obviously you can't put Hive in, in the cold storage wallet. What you're doing is you are taking your keys, you're, you're moving the Bitcoin to another wallet address from where it is on the exchange, and you have the keys. So it's the same way as if you're on Hive. Yeah, you get the, the some drives that are... Oh, this is a ledger. This is a ledger. Yeah, ledger. I got a ledger. A nano, something like that. But it's, it's the same way as if you take your Hive in one account and send it to another account you own. So just picture your first account's an exchange. It's moving the hive from the exchange wallet over into your wallet. Right. You have the keys to your wallet. You have access to the tokens on the exchange by using their key. That's exactly, that's really what's happening. So if you understand that the, the, the cryptocurrency, it's really data. So it's always on the blockchain. It's just how can you access it? And when you put it right. in a wallet where you control the keys, like the old saying, not your keys, not your coins. Uh, when you're on an exchange, if they get hacked, they can take um, your crypto because you don't have the keys. They're in and they, they use the exchange keys to drain it and send the crypto elsewhere. So that's one reason why they say don't keep a lot of money on the exchanges because if something happens, then, you know, you could be in trouble. Now, I think, and I'm not sure, so somebody, I, I might be speaking out of school here, but if you look at like stuff like Coinbase, since they've been pushed into the 
uh, regulatory environment, they, uh, to be a custodian, they have to have certain um, certain parameters in place, and part of it's insuring the stuff. And you know, so if crypto, if if Coinbase gets hacked, there's a chance you could be covered. But you know, if somebody gets into your high wallet, you're done. I mean, so it's just that's where you got to protect your keys, and that's why they say, you know, on the exchanges, you know, Binance, who's operating outside everybody's regulations, it seems they're at least fighting them. If they get hacked, I mean, your coins are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The the best way to to think about it, just like Tass said, is is remembering that the, the, the network is always there. The keys are what gives you access to that network. So if you have your keys, you have access. If you give your keys to an exchange, they have access. So... Yeah, it's like any of us can, if we knew the address, but it's not hard to find. We probably could do it uh, through a web search. But we can all look at Satoshi's wallet, oh, yeah. see what's in yep. there. The difference is none of us can access it. Yep. And neither can Craig yep. Wright, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. There you go. Uh, so we're, we've only got a couple more questions. It'll go a little bit longer than we thought, but uh, there's no point in stopping now. We might as well get through everyone's questions. So hopefully if you're listening to this, just a few more minutes. We just, I don't want to leave anyone out. Ben Thomas is up. What are your top five tips for earning Hive and HBD? There you go. That's a good one. Uh, I mean, it, it just, it, comment, post, a photo. I mean, there's only three and, Mm -hmm. you know, you could delegate, uh, but a lot of the delegation you end up getting, uh, which is fine. You end up getting rewarded in a tribe token, which there's nothing wrong with that. You can delegate some high power and get paid in in tribe tokens. Um, You know, it's just it all comes back to the basic at the the base layer. And then it comes back to the basics with a lot of these tribes. You want to get involved in CTP. You want to get involved in Leo. You want to earn you some some of those tokens? Okay, you you basically just go and post, comment, and upvote. Mm-hmm. More DeFi's coming, so you have the opportunity to put some of these tokens to work. But Hive, it's rather limited right now, and may mm-hmm. always be limited. Yeah, you know the posting, the posting, getting into a habit of posting all the time is definitely a great one commenting for sure i like delegation i always thought it was it was a cool way to 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 flip your hive into more hive um and especially you know you're getting 10 to 15 percent you know delegating out to projects um you know and then you you get to basically pick and choose the projects you believe in um i me and uh, i've worked with raymond now from bro fund for a long time and he came to me and he was you know trying to you know do some delegation with me so he didn't want to go through some of the the other services, so he just came to me directly, and he's like, "Hey, man, can you delegate me some some high for Cine TV? Cine TV?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah! I mean, that's a great project. I believe in you know the team behind it, obviously, um, and um, for sure. And that is so empowering on Hive, the fact that you can pick and choose the projects you want to support. Uh, I love it." So yeah, posting, commenting, engaging for sure. But the delegation and, and picking and choosing where to send your hive power. And just by staking your hive, you're getting a return. Now it's not astronomical, but you know what? It's more than the freaking banks are going to give you. So, you know, 
why not? So there you go. Hope that helps. Jayco is up. He says, when I look at my analytics on Hive stats, it shows more Hive received than when the graph is showing for the same period. If I compare it with my Hive wallet, the graph is showing the accurate amount of growth. Why does the seven-day analytics show a higher amount? Does it maybe include the value of Hive Engine tokens earned over the same period? Or why is there a difference? That, that's a good question. I have not noticed that. I don't look um, at it close enough. That's something for Cal. I, I would assume it's also you, you got to remember that it might be what the post payout is and then what you're getting, right? It might be that you're getting yeah. 50% and then the total post is getting that. Well, and it also could be, I mean, don't forget that until it's paid, it's, it's all fluid. The reward pool is fluid. So, right. you know, you're projecting out there, but things can change. You know, it's yep. it's fluid. There's still people who technically could go in and upvote stuff or, you know, downvote stuff or change things around. Yep. Yep. And that, that's that's one of the first things I remember having a head scratcher. Like, you know, it would say I'm getting this rewards. And then at the end of seven days, I wouldn't get that what it said. It's because it is fluid and the price of Hive is always changing, too. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of factors, too. But um, hopefully that helps, man. Sorry, it wasn't the exact answer you might have been looking for, but. Um, yeah, I'd say take that with a grain of salt until the seven days is up and you click claim rewards. And then that's, that's the number you judge it by. I'd say <laughs> yeah. tokenized society. Hey maniacs, I'm late again. Hopefully I can, you can get one more question for today. We can, and we have another question after yours. So there you go. You're not the last. It's okay. Uh, I'd like to know what you think about bots on Splinterlands and what's your opinion on the recently announced changes in the rank battle system. Um, Task is obviously the expert, so I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll go to task for this. No. Well, I, I think bots are important for liquidity. I mean, it, I'll use a financial term, liquidity. I mean, it, it, they're right. If you had to wait for a live person to play a Splinterlands battle, you might be waiting for a while, and that that would turn people off. So, right. the bots, ironically, do serve a very valuable purpose because it allows players to actually play. Mm. Um, you know it. Is a game overrun by bots a, a good thing? I mean, probably not. But, you know, if you if you allow them in an inch, they're going to come in for a mile. And um, they do provide a purpose because the game would probably be very adversely affected if if to play a game, yeah. I had to wait 10 minutes till somebody showed up. Yeah. I mean, people people would bail. So yeah. you need that instantaneous, hey, I'm here to play. And since it's player to player, um, there's got to be a bot somewhere. So whether it's people setting up bots or the game, the, the development team set up a bot. So you're you're playing against a computer. You got to have somebody to play with. Yep. Yeah. And, and the changes of the rank rank system, especially they announced, you know, I mean, I love the, the rewards that are coming. Now you can get chaos packs from your daily rewards and your season rewards. I think that's great. I think it's fantastic. I know they changed the way you can't spy on your opponent now until both teams are submitted. Then you get the name of the account. That's good. Uh, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, again, I think I think with Splinterlands, it's it's definitely a moving target. They are they are big. They're 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 moving. They're they've got this thing launched. It's not like they can take this thing down and say, okay, for the next two weeks we're going to be adjusting things. No, they're on the they're on the fly all the time doing things. So a lot of this stuff they're changing on the go. 
so far it's been great. Um, I have no big complaint. I think it's fantastic. I have no complaints. I would just love to see the SPS use case go up so I can stop uh, seeing my SPS at 11 cents. That's all I would ask for. Thanks. Thank you. And finally, we did it, man. We got one last question. We did it. An hour and seven minutes into it, but we did it, man. Trash, trashy omen. What happens to votes that have less than 0.01 hive power? Do you need to have at least 0.2 to start receiving rewards from upvoting? It's interesting. We just uh, yeah, I, I think you, yeah, I, I think you do because they they can't issue anything out less than 0.001. I mean, it's just yeah. there's no four four digits. So, mm. yeah, uh, I think the 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 message there is to get as many as much high power as you can and use the taskmaster yeah. method. If you got five, go to ten. If you got ten, go to twenty. Um, and just grow your account. Try to thousand X your account in in a year, and you can do that if you have low hive power. It's a lot harder for for bigger hive accounts to do that, but smaller accounts can do that for sure. And we actually do have one more question. Uh, Unorg Militia actually asked it inside of Vim, and I want to get this one in just, and then we'll then we'll head off into the sunset. What is the what is a good thing to delegate HP to that rewards you back in hive? Um, this is where D lease comes in. You can go and pick and choose and they'll pay you in hive. Um, the biggest stuff I delegate to is Leo voter, which pays me in Leo because I want Leo tokens. So that's why I delegate there. Uh, some of the better projects I've used over the years um, for, for hive stuff. I mean, uh, the D city stuff was paying great. I didn't even delegate. I would just buy SIM and hold it and they'd pay, um, you know, hive to me for holding it. But D lease was great when I could pick and choose the different accounts that I knew and I'd get paid in hive. D lease is not that popular anymore. The, the no, but Leo Fi is Leo Fi does the same thing. Yeah, but Leo they're not. They don't have the the hive payments yet, though, right? It's all yeah. Leo. It's no. It? It's 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 actually doesn't even lease Leo. It leases Hive. They, oh, they haven't set up the Hive engine leasing yet. Oh, there you go. So go to LeoFi. There you go, LeoFi, and then you can pick and choose the community members, and you'll know most of them because they're probably active in Leo if they're looking for delegation. So there you go. Guys, we did it. Uh, I can't believe that. That was crazy. You guys absolutely crushed it. So maybe we just keep going into li listeners then and asking for questions. Um, Seems like we found a uh, successful recipe there. Uh, may maybe maybe other people will come up with other listener use cases. Yep. Put your thinking caps on, people, all you CTPers and you affiliate marketers and affiliate marketer wannabes. Get creative. Get innovative. Yep. Think yep. of ways to do it. Absolutely. And uh, that's the beautiful thing about this blockchain. There's always new use cases coming up, coming out, and uh, we don't even need to stray too far. That's why I'm so focused and my blinders are on for Hive because the grass is not greener on the other side. <laughs> so, thank you guys for coming and rocking with us. Uh, have a great weekend. And remember, on Tuesday, we got Neil McSpadden. 
the 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 guru of uh, of Splinterlands Investing will be with us on Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you then. Toodles. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.